uh, in week two of a series called Monsters Within. And last week, we kind of kicked it off and we talked about our hearts and how Jesus is pretty clear on what comes out of our mouth and how, our, and how we live our lives is all a matter of our hearts. Everything that we do is a direct reflection on your heart. And when I say your heart, I'm, I'm, I'm really talking about our spirit and, and everything of who we are inside of us. And so now for the next few weeks, I'm going to talk about a few monsters that live within my heart, <laughs> my heart, and a lot of our hearts. And tonight is a monster within my heart, uh, and truly, if you're a Christian, in all of your hearts, and it's a monster of anger. And so the monster of anger, uh, it's a true heart disease, and you can see it. Because when you're sick, sick people act sick. And when you have a monster of anger, you know it and other people know it as well. Anger is strictly saying this. And if you're taking notes tonight, that is awesome. I also want to say hi to everybody that's watching online. We, uh, last week we had a thousand people that watched online. And so we're so glad you're with us wherever you are all over the world. Or Katie, we're glad you're here um, but I would love it if you guys would take notes and write these things down. You can do it in your phone. You can do it on a piece of paper. If you know what that is, that'd be fine. Anger is saying that you owe me. Anger is saying that you owe me. We get angry when we don't get what we want. It's just real. Anger says you owe me. And if you're in this room right now or you're, you're watching and you're like, you know what? I don't know if I have an anger issue. I'll make it real easy for you. Just ask the people that know you the best and see what their response is. The truth is that their response may be what you need to look at because they're probably too afraid to respond to you because of how you're going to respond to them. You have an anger problem. And you're like, no, I don't. Like, you're getting mad at me right now. Like, you, you shut up. You don't know me. And if I want to be angry, I will be. Cool, all right? You're going to be an example of my entire talk tonight. So that's outstanding. If you don't know you have an anger problem, ask the people that love you the most, and they will straight up, they might tell you. They might, they're like, no, you're cool. You're cool, man. You're not angry at all. The truth is, all around America, anger is everywhere. Anger is rampant in America. Everybody's angry. Everybody. And as teenagers, I don't know if you know that, I don't know if you, you see that, but there's all these movements that are going on. There's 90, there's 90-ish social movements that are happening right now in America. 90. Hashtag social movements. Black Lives Matters is a movement that is happening right now because people are angry. Like, oh, you can't say that. You, you just got mad at me. Okay, you're angry. Gay rights movement. Those people are angry. Anti-bullying groups, angry. Vegetarian group, angry. <laughs> you're laughing, but it's real. And that's some of you in this room that are angry because I eat meat. Hashtag 
I'm not asking for you, you just messed up my whole joke, but great job. The Me Too movement, angry. People are angry. People get angry about crazy amounts of things, like legit lose their minds. You know, an explosion, when an explosion happens, not many people run to it. Like, look, a house blew up, let's go. No one does that. No, I mean, maybe, I don't know. That's a whole nother talk, okay? <laughs> like like when, when, when explosions happen, people run away from those. No, no one's running to an explosion. And the truth is for me, people run away from explosions because they don't wanna get hurt. And the sad thing is, honestly, for me right now, truthfully, I have been the cause of many people running away from me because of an explosion, because a fear of an explosion about to happen. I have ruined so many relationships because of my anger. And I wish so badly that I was your age and I was sitting in a room that's with somebody that seriously cared about me and loved me and was gonna say to me what God is gonna say to you guys through me tonight. Is that explosions, man, that people run away because they don't wanna get hurt. I have ruined friendships. I have ruined family relationships that I don't even talk to anymore. I have ruined amazing opportunities at so many great places because of my past in angry situations where I exploded and hurt people. And maybe you're in this room tonight and I exploded at one time and I've hurt you. And there's nothing that I can do to take it back. I can tell you I'm sorry. I can say it won't happen again. But the truth is it happened and I hate it. Anger is a very real issue that in my life has been. There's two things that I've, I, I continue to pray for, for me, pride and anger. Those are my struggles. That's what I deal with. I don't, I don't deal with much else. And I'm being very transparent with you because I have to be because no one else is. And so whenever you know that you're going to explode and you know that you have an anger issue, you need to actually realize that you have an anger problem. And the thing is, is that I used to blame my anger on my past. I used to blame my anger on, you know, my parents being married five times a piece. I used to blame my anger on being abused all growing up. And you know what? That's just who I am. I used to say that, y'all. I, I used to say, well, that, that's, that's who I am. I'd walk around and people would know that I was angry and that's just who I am. Let me tell you something, I don't, I don't have it figured out, I don't have it defeated, but I promise you I'm a lot better than I was even a year and a half ago dealing with anger. And I blamed it a lot of the times on my past, I blamed it on hurtful situations that happened to me, I blamed it on other people, 
Not just out loud blamed it, but I kind of justified it in myself. Like, you know what? I can be angry because I got abused. I could be angry because my, my mom hasn't talked to me since I was 11. I could be angry because I was abused at this camp. I can be angry because I've been through this. And that's, that's not true at all. I mean, one time when, when, when I first moved here, when I first moved here to be the junior high pastor in 2007, some of you weren't born yet, and that's okay. When I, when I moved here, I, I didn't know anything. I mean, I knew a little bit. But I, I had a lot of hurt in my life, even at that time moving here. There was a lot of stuff going on in my heart. And I remember I was with um, a buddy of mine and his wife. He was a worship leader. And one other person, I don't remember who that was. And I was driving, and I was at Katie Mills. And as I'm driving, look, I'm new to Houston-ish, probably been here a year or so. I was not really new at all, but whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm dr- well, first off, I got pulled over by a police officer that day. So that kind of, <laughs> you know, ruined my day. And I wasn't a nice person. I was like, oh, thank you, sir. You're right. I'm wrong. You're so awesome. Like, that's not my attitude at that time. So I was already kind of boiling with everything else going on in my life. Then I'm going into the Katie Mills area, and this guy cuts me off. I was like, oh, no, you didn't. And not only did he, did he cut me off, but he started doing his breaks and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to follow this guy. And now his car was sick, okay? It was, it was lower to the ground, okay? Blacked out windows. It had those, like, spiky things on the tires that stick out really far. Really cool looking car. I don't know what that's about. At that time, I had no idea what that was about, but I found out when I followed this car with these people in it, and they pull into a parking space, and everybody in my car saying, Michael, you, you probably don't want to do that. You, you don't, you, that's, this isn't a good idea. You probably don't want to do that. And I'm like, look, I got this, okay? He cut me off. I'm the junior high pastor of Second Baptist Church West Campus, by the way. That's my, that's, that's this guy that was about to do what I was about to do. I'm justifying the entire time. I'm about to show him what's up. Again, I didn't know what the spiky things on the tires meant. I didn't know what was going on in the car. I didn't know about Katie Mills area at times, especially at night, and I pulled in, or he pulls in this spot, and I pull in behind him, block him in. I get out of my car, slam my door. I'm like, what's up there? This is real. This is, this is, you're laughing, it's not funny. I get it, because you're like, white boy, about to get whooped. All right, y'all like, you know what's about to happen, okay? And out of the car stepped Evan Holbrook. No, I was kidding. Uh, Brett Heistead walks out of the car. It was amazing. And I'm like, what's up there? <laughs> out of the back seat emerged a monster within. And I'm like, what's up there? Out of the driver's side emerges the monster's father. I'm like, oh, what's up then? 
And, you know, he kind of back it up a little bit. He, you know, started to say a few things that weren't very nice about me at all. Some, some mother stuff. And an F word was used every time. Y'all have heard it. You probably say it. And he was saying stuff about me and my, he didn't like my car at all. <laughs> Called me some other names. He might have been a little racist toward me. And I was like, say it again. And the worship leader, dude, look, look, no one in my car is getting out. They're like, shut up. Guys, I am raging. I can't see anything except monsters. And they start walking toward me and I see a teardrop in there right here. Not like a tear, but a tattooed teardrop. I knew what that meant. I was like, he's not crying. He's, he's angry. And he, and, he, he, and he lifts up his shirt a little bit. He says, you need to leave. And I was like, okay, you're right. I'm so, my voice is, you know, high pit. I'm sorry. And I got in my car. I got in my car. And these people who love me are in tears. And they're like, what are you doing? Take us home. And I was like, you didn't see you cut me off? And they're like, take us home. I have not talked to those people true. I mean, I have a little bit. But that situation destroyed those relationships. And that was a big moment for me. One of the big moments. I had to learn that I have to stop using my past as an excuse to be angry. So how long are we going to allow our past to make us angry? Another day, another month, another year? You need to mark it on the calendar. I'm done here. No, how about right now? We're done. And how do you do that? How do you allow your past to stop causing whatever the heart issues are? Here's how. It's called forgiveness. It's called forgiveness. And once you forgive whatever it is, I forgive, I, I forgive all those things that I just talked to you about. And I'm telling you, it's so freeing. It's so powerful. There's power in forgiveness. I learned that, man, if, if I can't forgive others, then, then what did Jesus do on the cross for me when he rose again, when he died and rose again? That he, he forgave me. I didn't deserve it. And the truth is, I forgave people. They may not have deserved it, but I'm telling you, it freed me up. And so tonight, if you have an anger problem, if that's one of the monsters in your heart, a legit anger problem, forgive them. And the truth is, even in your anger, you don't want to forgive them because you're angry about it. I'm telling you, you're looking at somebody who tries to forgive all the time. And it is freeing to me. Examples of other explosions that happen, not with me, with others. We get really upset or you've seen it happen when people honk at you when it took you two seconds to put your foot, well, not y'all's foot, maybe your foot, I don't know, from the gas pedal to, from the brake to the gas. They're honking, you're like, oh, seriously? I'm on 1463 and I can't move. Stop honking at me. Seriously. And you lose your minds. People have died over road rage. 
people losing their mind. There's a, there's a thing of pickles in the, in the lobby. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there, yeah. The reason for that is people lose their mind over pickles. I used to work at Chick-fil-A. And when I worked there, people would get more upset about us accidentally putting pickles on their sandwich. Like, look what you did! It's, a, it's two pickles! Take it off and I want my money back and I want to talk to Mr. Chick-fil-A. And give me a shake. Okay, sir. Okay. God bless you. Listen to our Christian music. Be blessed. Pickles! People losing their mind over pickles. Y'all done it too. Like you go through the drive-thru and you get home from Chick-fil-A and they forgot your waffle fries or your Chick-fil-A sauce and you say, you go, oh, I'm going back. And you drive up to the drive-thru and it's 20 hours long and they got 17 people outside in vests. It doesn't make any sense to me at all, but whatever, they're good chicken. And you're like, hey, 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 I'm going to tell you something. You forgot my Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, right there. Here's 57 free chicken sandwich coupons. I hope you're happy. My pleasure. You get upset about traffic. I, I don't understand people get upset about traffic. I really don't. I don't. If I'm in your car with you and you're yelling at the people about traffic, I'm judging you. I'm like, dude, calm down. You can't do anything about it. You're just sitting. Stop getting angry. Like, I really don't understand it. You're like, well, I don't understand why you went after that guy in the car. That cut you. I, okay, all right, well, I don't either. I forgave them. I led them to Christ, and now they're on staff. Just kidding. But we lose our minds, and we explode over lines in the store. I went to HEB on accident on Sunday. Dumb decision. People get mad about lines. Like, they're like, I mean, what are they doing? They have 15, and it's only 10 in the express lane. I'm like, nah, bro, it's 15. Well, still. Look, calm down. It's okay. Eat a pickle. <laughs> or, or like, guys, this is real. You staring at me? Like, why are y'all getting mad about people staring at you? It's okay. Maybe this, is, maybe this is my deal in high school. Like, I used to lose my mind. Like, well, what's up then? What? Okay, I just check it. Or, or, or like, hey, why are you looking at my girl? Like, why are you getting mad about that? If she's hot, they're looking cool. Why are you upset? Be like, what's up, girl? Michael, how do you handle it when people check out your wife? I'm not surprised. I mean, my, I, stop getting mad about stuff that doesn't matter. You'd be, you should be worried if no one's looking at her. Brett, come on up. We're done. Call it a day. <laughs> I don't even know what Brett is. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is we, you're laughing. You're laughing, and I love it. But that's real life. We are getting mad about things that don't matter. And here's the thing. I want you to look how Jesus responds and how he uses his anger because anger is a real emotion and it's not a bad emotion, but it's how you use your anger. And we need to see how Jesus, and by the way, he got angry a few times. He got angry so much he yelled at a tree. Legit. 
he yelled at a fig tree, and the fig tree just, just melted. He's like, you bear no fruit, and just died. Read it, Matthew 21, it's in there. He yells at a tree. Anyways, Matthew 21, verse 12 says this. Jesus entered the temple. Check this out, Matthew 21, verse 12. Jesus entered the temple courts, and he drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables. Can you imagine Jesus walks into the church, like he's in here like, hey, what's up, Lord? I mean, I mean, just stuff's going crazy. Birds are flapping, you know, lambs are running. He is angry, like, oh, whoa. That's what's happening right here. Verse 13, he, he starts quoting the Old Testament. He says, it's written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer and you're making it a den of robbers. Here's a lot that's happening right here in verse 12 and 13. He is going into the temple. He would go into the temple almost daily when he arrived there and he would teach. What happened was people were coming into the temple in a place that was uh, secured for certain people to worship. And what they did is they opened it up so that people could come and sell things. And they were making way more money than they should have been and they were stealing. And it angered him. A lot of people see this verse, they're like, well, they were selling stuff in the church and they shouldn't have a bookstore. No, that's not at all it, moron. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that people are doing things in the temple and they are stealing from people that are going to worship and to pray. They're there for the wrong reason and it angers him. It angers him so much he starts throwing things around. People have heard about this Jesus and there he is, angry about people doing the wrong things. And then look at the next verse. It says in verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. He just got done showing his anger in a righteous way, showing his anger to prove a point because he was upset how people were living their lives. And because of him using his anger in a great way, people were healed, people were saved. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David. I mean, people started worshiping him right there. They're like, this is God. The Messiah is here. He announced it right there. Verse 16, do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? <laughs> From the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise. Verse 17, and he left them and he went out of the city to Bethany where he spent the night. And that next verse, right after this, verse 18, read it tonight or right now, it doesn't matter, is whenever he gets upset about the fig tree. And he uses his anger for good. We need to channel our anger for things that matter. Traffic doesn't matter. People staring at you doesn't matter. Being cut off in traffic doesn't matter. Your girlfriend cheating on you doesn't matter. All these things don't matter. And if you're responding to that, you need to understand it seriously doesn't matter because here's what matters. Here's what matters. There are people that are dying every single second and they are going to a real place called hell and we aren't getting angry about that. 
There are people right now that are starving all over the world who have no food and we're not angry about that. We're angry about pickles on our sandwich when there's people all over the place, even in America, even in Houston, even in Katy who have no food and are dying. Why don't we start getting angry about that, Christians? Every three seconds someone dies because of extreme poverty, every three seconds, Extreme poverty, one, two, three, death. One, two, three, death. Get angry that churches are turning people away from coming in there. You want me to get fired up about something is when churches turn people away because they walk in and they say that they don't really believe in what they're saying or they walk in and they may, they may have a different idea about gender or they walk in and they have all these thoughts and ideas. Churches are turning people away to the streets because they're worried about what they believe instead of saying, come on in, welcome. Let's get angry about that, Christians. Let's get angry about Christians not acting like Christians. Let's get angry about Christians wasting their life. Let's get angry about Christians saying they love Jesus, but they look like hell. Let's get angry about things that seriously matter. We need to channel our anger for Christ. We need to. People get angry whenever I preach. People will get angry about something that I said tonight. Stop wasting your time. People get angry because carpet color. People get angry because what pastors wear. People get angry about stuff because they have nothing else to get angry about because they don't understand really what's going on in the world. Let's get angry about things that truly matter. Students, listen to me. Your friends are going to, if they don't know Christ, will leave this earth without knowing him. And they will go to a real place called hell. That should make you so angry and it should make you so mad that you do something about it. But the truth is we're too upset because you got grounded from your phone and you can't play a stupid game. Let's get angry about things that matter. You're like, Michael, you're angry. It's called passionate because what I'm saying, I seriously believe with all my heart. Well, you shouldn't say it that way. Well, go find another church that loves you as much as I do. Good luck. If this doesn't move you, I don't know what will. So how do we do it? How do we work on it? Every single day you eat, most of you. I do a lot. Every single day we put gas in cars. Every single day we charge our phones. So how do we work on this? How do we deal with our anger and do it in a righteous way? is every single day we need to charge ourselves. We need to fill up on him. We do it everywhere else in life, but sometimes we forget to fill up on Christ so that our, everything that happens in our heart can be an overflowing of him. And so let's daily fill up on him. Sometimes we fill up on the wrong things. Well, tonight, let's, let's all make a decision that, man, let's take the things in our heart and let's start filling up on him so that we get angry about the right things. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's, it's real. This is a real issue for a lot of people. I'm one of them. And I have to make sure that I'm filled with him. If I'm not, it's obvious. And those around me that love me and, well, that I love the most, they get it and they see it. The enemy wants to destroy you. And the best way that he's going to get you is by you not spending time with the Lord. 
So make an effort to recharge your heart every day with him. Father.